Yeah, we're raw dogging it. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this show, Fox announces some new release dates. Mm-hmm. Civil War gave us some new images to look at. Yes. Yep, and yep. Powerless, the TV series, gains some new cast. Mm-hmm. And more. I guess they really wouldn't gain old cast because the show's not out yet. Yeah, that's true. So uh, that's a little redundant there. I apologize. Yeah, so here we go. Another week. More superhero news. It never stops. B- besides this crazy, uh, this craziness that we decide to bring the people over over their earbuds what have you been up to this week man uh well i went to chicago to a concert on friday that was really fun uh Uh, i lost my beard temporarily in a (laughs) shaving accident yeah i want to i want to hear more about this (laughs) because i i specifically did not ask for details because i wanted to do this quote unquote on air so um my uh i got a new i got a new trimmer like a whole brand new trimmer gotten rid of the old one it was several years old new attachments it was really nice um, but my old one has like the flick up, like uh, a guard to like, you know, just like trim up like loose hairs and like maybe thin some stuff out. Uh-huh. This one doesn't. And I forgot and just put the blade up to my, my beard <laughs> and it just took a hunk right out of it. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't, I can't in all good faith wear this around with a <laughs> hole in the middle of it while it grows back. So, um, I bit the bullet and just, uh, took it all off, uh, and I hate it, to be honest. I will never not have a beard again the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, man, I, I guess not as bad. I don't know, maybe as bad. I was, um, I was, uh, touching up some, some, uh, little hairs on the face, getting some of those uh, stray eyebrow hairs that, like, grow weirdly far away um from your face <laughs> yeah and uh we uh the, the way i like to to do uh to deal with my hair is I, I shave in the shower um so that if anybody doesn't do that you need to just you need to get like a little mirror a little shower mirror put your razor in there put your shaving cream in there it's gonna make everything so much better if you're a shaver uh but uh, the the razor got a little too close to the eyebrow and i lost like a third of my eyebrow and i was like oh no this is maybe <laughs> like two months ago and I had to fight the urge not to even them out because it's just like one already looks ridiculous, but like there's just like that tick in my brain that's just like, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna make them even. It's like, no, shut up, brain. I'm gonna look even dumber if oh, I yeah. shave the other one. I just, I really wanted to, but I had to resist. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I've had any mishaps where I've, I've lost a beard. I'm doing, I'm doing what I call a beard audit right now. Okay. Where um, I'm, I'm typically clean shaven but every once in a while I, I like to grow the beard out you know just to make sure it's still there make sure i can still do it so i've, I've had this for maybe like a, a week and a half now it's probably about time to come down though yeah i think i mean i understand like i i'm not too worried because i can grow a full beard that looks ridiculous in a month um mm-hmm. so like by the time c2e2 comes back in three weeks i'll be back to to speed so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna bite it get it done with now have it ready to roll come uh, springtime. So yeah, I feel well, yeah. I, it was it was it's a sad moment, and I I honestly I lost so many years in one go, and I just I'll never go back to this. Like I can't do it. 
Well, a fr- friend of the show, uh, Quentin Parker, uh, is celebrating his uh, birthday today. Oh, well, happy uh, birthday, Quentin. When we record. So happy birthday, Quentin. Uh, but last night we were out in uh, downtown celebrating, and I told him he was turning uh, 28, and I was like, you're 28 now. You know, you, you have this you have this beard on your face. I feel like this is the time in your life where you craft that unique facial hairstyle, you know. Uh, so I was just like, you know, you need to think of something. Like the beard's classic, but I think you need like a, you need like an edge. You need some sort of like – uh, something to distinguish you. So we were kind of throwing around ideas, and me and uh, one of his friends there, we landed on mutton chops. So, you know, Quentin, if you're listening to the show, we still want you to have the mutton chops. Uh, shave off the, save off that center part of your face, and send me a picture. I think that's gonna work out for you. You'll that, be the mutton chop guy. That would look pretty awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go full style now, and then if you don't re- like it, you can always grow it back. Yeah, you know, he can, he can pull it off. That's the he best part it. about beards. They'll grow back. Like, yeah. if you can grow one, you can grow it again. So, <laughs> but if you're ever worried they're not going to, just do a beard audit. Yeah, do, do pull Mike and do that. <laughs> just uh, just don't do a Chris and do, like, a, a, a scorch earth policy and, <laughs> and then have to grow it back. Yeah, so. just take your time, people. But the worst part is, I think I think before before we move on to this, the worst part is mine's red. So, like, you don't see – I don't have a 5 o'clock shadow until, like, the first week. And then, it, like, it like it's nothing, nothing, and then poof, it's there. Yeah. Because of the color, so I'm I'm excited to see how this turns out next week. I'll keep you posted. A week a week Be- by week beard update. <laughs> beard sneak attack. Yeah, we got to see how much it'll if it'll grow back to its luster by the time you get married. Oh oh yeah oh sh- sh- yeah. Like, <laughs> this time uh, five years ago, I was in a talent contest and I grew my beard out for two months. I shaved January first, didn't shave again until. Uh, February 28th and it was like probably three to four inches long so it's pretty awesome you got some sort of farm boy genetics and you probably I have no idea what I have it's and you're what? and you're wasting your genetics on uh, on this uh, nerdy podcast where we talk about the news I, I have a face for radio that's what I'm gonna say right there so <laughs> uh, but anyway let's get into this news let's get into the some of the good stuff here how about we yeah. start again with a Deadpool update yeah, what's going on, man? So, um, Deadpool is the number three R-rated film in America. Third yes. box, third weekend where it's number one. It, it's that's beating awesome. new films um, out there. <laughs> so that's awesome. Couple rumors here. Um, Domino is going to be in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all, I thought um, Marina Baccarin, Baccarin. Yeah. however you say her name, I thought she was going to be Domino. She has the look of Domino to a T. Yeah, she's uh, what that other character? What's her name? Vanessa Carlisle um, is. Uh, Oh man, Mim- I want it's not chameleon. It? Is it mimic? No, it, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's something like that. I can it's hear like you kind chameleon of chameleon imi- imitate. Uh, she can shape copycat. There it is. Yeah, there we were close. Mimic chameleon. We we were in the ballpark. Uh, she's she's got blue skin and white hair, so um, it's like a mystique with white hair, pretty much. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, it's, it's supposedly Domino's in the sequel. I don't know if it'll be even. Um, the the character um, Vanessa Carlisle or somebody new, um, but that kind of sets up something interesting that the writers of Deadpool kind of confirm that he's going to be in an X Force film. Mm, okay. um, and X Force uh, is known to have Domino. The artwork we saw several months ago for X Force had Domino in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Deadpool's popularity, I mean, if you look, it's made more money than Days of Future Past and only maybe twenty uh, percent of that budget. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna kind of stretch this out as much as they can. I think he's a new, I think he's a new Wolverine is what uh, I'm looking at it. And uh, to get kind of like a Deadpool franchise kind of going, not just Deadpool movies, but he's an X Force. Maybe he'll be in New Mutants showing up. I don't know, but I would like to see an X Force with Deadpool and Domino and all these other characters kind of show up. 
Yeah, I think the biggest uh, the test when it comes to Deadpool is going to be how he deals in an ensemble cast. I mean, you could argue he was kind of in one already in his own movie, uh, you know, because he had some other characters around him, but he was the, the head banger of the show. So, you know, when he's playing like second banana, you know, to another character or he's like equal screen time and the story's not about him, I'm kind of curious how well that's going to work out. I think it could actually go really, really well because, you know, I've heard some people uh, say that... <laughs> I don't know. They, they they just didn't like the all the references that were being thrown out in that Deadpool movie. So if people like that, maybe they'll get less of it in an ensemble cast. But I, either either way, I'm looking forward to it. It's I think be great. yeah. I think I think some of the best parts of the first movie are when he was with Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus. Mm-hmm. And I think um, including because Cable's a part of X Force. Him and Cable setting up and then going into this X Force to kind of maybe take on these wet work missions that like maybe help the future. I don't know. Um, I think I think he would work out really well with some of the more of the straight laced characters uh, in there. So I, I agree. I think it'll be awesome. It'll be great. But on that, uh, other than these rumors from Fox News, we got some news from Fox Studios today. Today, brand new on to- Sunday. Today, this is this is why we record technically at the beginning slash end of the week because this stuff always comes in on the wire. I mean, it used to be back a couple years ago, you you never got a drop of any news on the weekends because because Hollywood just assumed people were too busy to pay attention to the stuff on the weekends. Guess what, Hollywood? We are not too busy on the weekends. And they know they they, they want to make sure we're we're on our we're on our toes here. They know we're just at home watching Netflix, pretty much <laughs> getting updates on our Facebook feeds. Uh-huh. Uh So Gambit has been removed from the schedule this year. Oh man, who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, I've been saying that for months. Uh, and then there's no release date currently. It's still in production. They mm-hmm. just don't know when it's going to go uh, be released. Mm-hmm. Um, however, on the footnote, they announced two unannounced Marvel film dates for the future. Mm-hmm. So the first one, uh, unannounced film, October 6, 2017, essentially a year after Gambit's original release date. Mm-hmm. My theory right now is that it is Gambit or Deadpool 2. Yeah. Well, I I would be kind of curious what what they kind of want to do with Deadpool in the future. You know, obviously, super smash success. The the sequel's not going to have any problem making money. Uh, but I wonder, do they keep him at the beginning of the year in February, kind of when there's not a whole lot of competition, uh, or they're just like, oh, we we don't really need to play it safe anymore. We know Deadpool can bring an audience. Let's bring him. You know, October, which is not really summer movie anymore. It's kind of at the very tail end. Typically, things don't really perform too well in October. Usually, that's the month set aside for, like, low-budget scary movies. So, I don't know. Maybe Deadpool does do well in October. Yeah, see, and and that's the thing. I don't think, I mean, right now, February is empty. But going forward, February is no longer empty. They've Mm -hmm. got the likes of Black Panther to pull up against. I think uh, the Flash movie is in a, a February range as well, February March. So we're gonna get to a point where there's something every month, and we're not gonna be able to predict what's which month is the best or worst anymore. Well, because, we can certainly we can certainly try. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm thinking Gambit. I'm thinking Gambit is just gonna get pushed back a year. My you know, guess. I I'm just I'm getting bad juju whenever we talk about the Gambit movie. I still feel like it's not gonna happen. I mean, like Channing Tatum is an all star. Does he just does he want to you know get caught up in this like production cycle hell? He probably has other things he'd rather be doing, you know. What's going on over there? Well, I mean, he's got the haircut. Like production, I think is starting, but it doesn't mm-hmm. film for another month or two, like oh, we yeah. talked about in New Orleans. I just don't think the turnaround time for them they're gonna have to do it, and then there's probably gonna be a lot of effects for his powers. 
I, I just feel Gambit is going to take that slot. But if not, if Gambit gets its own release date next year and they feel good with it, it will be Deadpool 2 in, in October probably. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm going to be sour on Gambit until I see like at least a set yeah. photo from somebody like on the outskirts on like a grassy knoll with like a super telephoto lens. Like as soon as I see like a camera turned on and pointing at Channing Tatum, um, I, I'm going to yeah. be worried. Well, I mean, shooters on grassy knolls are nothing you, you need to worry about, Mike. But we'll move on. Uh, and then January 12th, 2018, they, they had another unannounced Marvel film. Um, mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, this is Deadpool 2 or possibly even X-Force. I don't – yeah, I, I guess worst case considering I don't know if they'd wait that long to do another Deadpool. Well, that's exactly two years. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it could be Deadpool 2, like that's standard production cycle. Um, yeah, I guess that. I guess I'm just getting um, getting spoiled with all this turnover so quickly. I was expecting. Yeah, we're gonna get Deadpool every year now, aren't we? Yeah, so they have to write the movie and film it. So my guess is Gambit in October and Deadpool in January, so they don't have to compete with Marvel's Black Panther that year. That's yeah, gonna that be, could be cool. That's gonna and be then, big year. And then we could get uh, a nice uh, a nice treat in January. When's the last time we had a movie we could look forward to in January? Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> the other option, if it's not X Force, Deadpool Two, or Gambit in these dates, is New Mutants. The script yeah. that is complete. The script is completed. Uh, I've seen them turn the Deadpool was filmed started filming less than a year ago, um, and they were able to turn that around after the script was done. Mm-hmm. So uh, it could be a New Mutants film in there. They've already kind of laid the seeds for that with Deadpool. And mm-hmm. Negasonic Teenage Warhead. So we, we, we don't know what Fox is doing, but they're not announcing major X-Men movies right now until after Apocalypse is probably done. Yeah, it, may, it makes me wonder how a general audience uh, would warm up to uh, New Mutants. You know, uh, I, I would say just the general public kind of has an idea of who the X-Men are, whether they know their names or not. You know, they know Wolverine's in there, the guy with the claws. You got Cyclops, they'd probably go like, oh, the guy with like the red glasses. You know, they, they know the blue guy is Beast. You know, they kind of have like a general Or Nightcrawler. Yeah, or, but like with New Mutants, it's all brand new. So I feel like it would be a good idea that X-Men is in the title. So it could be like called well, X-Men New Mutants. No, I agree. I think I think it's going to be X-Men New Mutants, much like it was X-Men mm-hmm. First Class. Because a lot of First Class mutants weren't mutants people knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, but it know. did have Magneto and it did have Professor X in it, right. but cast other people. But I think so. I think New Mutants will have those familiar lead-ins. But I don't think it, it'll it'll be essentially another first class, but with new like students and teachers that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. So that's my guess. But I mean, I could if the, the, the script's done for New Mutants. I mean, I don't know why they'd wait on it, especially after they've seen what Deadpool can do. Yeah, uh, give it to us, Fox. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a great fiscal year for them and their mutants. I think I think Apocalypse is gonna rake in some money too. So, mm-hmm. congratulations, Fox. You've done uh, something, something we never thought you would do a couple years ago. Exactly, we never thought you'd do it. Not after X three and Origins. No, but on the good side, Fox did give up Daredevil back to Marvel. Yeah, and we get Daredevil season two next month. Uh, in a month, uh, the second part of the trailer landed this week fantastic what did you think oh oh it was great i mean i was i was so it's gonna make me sound like an old man i was so jazzed on it that i started uh re-watching season one yesterday i mean I, I i watched like five episodes in a row so that's like five hours on my couch uh i forgot how good the show was um and i was kind of comparing it to uh, jessica jones uh, right. the entire time when i was re-watching it and there's definitely that separation where uh daredevil feels very um 
like each episode is its own isolated nugget. Right. It's, and, it's episodic, and Jessica Jones is a big movie. Yeah, but at the at the same time, like I forgot how good the fight choreography is in Daredevil. Like, you know, I because there the, the, there's really no fight choreography, honestly, in Jessica Jones, and that's not necessarily a knock on it. It's just a different type of show because there wasn't really any sort of graceful fighting in that. It was just like throwing like big punches or like throwing heavy things across the room and stuff like that uh even though luke cage looked really awesome when he was doing it uh-huh. uh so i was just like man this fight choreography is awesome and then i realized how um how desensitized i've i am to superhero fighting when it comes to watching these cw shows uh not so much the flash but like um definitely arrow because there's lots of hand-to-hand combat in arrow and at this point in the show i feel like they've just exhausted all creativity Mm -hmm. when it comes to how they're like landing punches like every fight scene is just like a total throwaway like i don't even need to pay attention because i'm just like oh well it's not the season finale yet so i know the bad guy's gonna get away so there's no point watching this fight scene like they don't kill anybody in arrow anymore i'm not saying that's a bad thing but like i know there's not a whole lot of stakes anymore because even if a good guy ends up getting killed they can bring him back to life so basically i'm only watching arrow for like the soap opera drama stuff so i can move the plot along in my other shows but yeah i'm like watching daredevil i'm like holy crap there's people doing like legit flips like i watched that hallway scene again Uh and it was just amazing and i'm just it's i'm so engaged in the show again even though i know everything that's gonna happen so that that's my roundabout way of saying I'm so stoked for season two. Yeah, so season two, some of the reviews are out already, so be wary. Um, uh-huh. Don't like we're in, we're in we're in review territory for this and Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Just uh-huh. warnings. Um, so, but trailer part two gave us Electra, a lot of Electra in this one, uh-huh. and again, what you talked about a mo- a lot more fighting of the choreographed style, uh, a lot more ninjas. Yes. the hand is coming full force. And I did my research. I mean, I knew I knew vaguely about the hand from the from the couple trades I have of Daredevil, but I don't have any trades that deal uh. heavily in that. So I went on Wikipedia and I read like this this giant page all about the hand. I'm just like, these guys sound badass. I can't wait to see them in season two. Yes, hand. We saw Stick again. He came back mm-hmm. to warn of the hand. Um, Kind of at the in the first season, I think the character's name was Nobu. Uh, he's a hand ninja, I believe, or he's uh-huh. at least dressed like it. So they kind of tease it in the first season. So ninjas are coming back. Electra's there. She can fight. That's going to be great. I like to see the red glass in the uh, helmet for Daredevil uh-huh. uh, on his eyes. That looked really cool on film. Uh, I'm just ready for it to come back. So you guys should watch trailer two. Check it out. Um, we're gonna get a lot of. Uh, a lot more. I think Matt Murdock again is beat up the whole time we, we see him. Like there's yeah. not a moment where he's not bleeding or has a black eye. Yeah. Well, I I did say I would come back to this this show this episode this week after going to that uh that panel with the oh, showrunners right? yeah. for season two for Daredevil and obviously they they can't necessarily drop anything that's gonna happen in the show. Uh, they made a joke when the panel started uh, saying, uh, where are the uh, Marvel Studios snipers in the corner getting ready to take one of them out if they say something they shouldn't. But the, I could kind of get a general takeaway from it, and it's that they um, they pulled no punches, basically, is what it sounds like. Is If they could come up with a crazy idea that just sounds awesome, they would run with it and see if it's possible. And um, they also, when they were pitching Season 2... Uh, they had this very, uh, they had this very specific idea of how, how they wanted their characters to arc through season two, 
But they said once they got into the writer's room and started laying it down, they said, like, the characters were kind of, like, talking back to them. And they're like, no, 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 our characters don't want to go that way. So they, so they were kind of hinting at about halfway through the season, these characters kind of are going to take a different path than what you're going to expect them to take. Uh, so that actually kind of sounded pretty exciting. But uh, they were they were really excited. I mean, definitely they're enthused to be, uh, to be uh, putting Daredevil together. So I, I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally, and we're coming up on three weeks until that, um, two weeks, less than three weeks now, so really, really looking forward to that. Mm. Uh, gonna turn back on. So yeah, watch the trailers, tell us, tell us what you think. I'm really stoked on seeing Punisher and Elektra and like good versions of characters we've seen run to the ground before. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, uh, here's a big rumor for the week, and I'm still classifying this as a rumor, uh, despite what people may say. Finn Jones from Game of Thrones has been cast mm-hmm. as Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. Yes, uh, you you are you are holding true to to your rumor status. You are very uh, you don't like to jump the gun, do you? I really I really hate to get my hopes up and then something change, um, especially in, in in this because casting is so like you know we we thought we had the director for Black Panther in uh, Selma uh, the Selma director uh, uh-huh. I forget her name but. Uh, but they didn't. They they went with Ryan Coogler instead. But I mean, like, there's so much rumor that goes on because Marvel products are so high priority. Like everyone wants a piece of that Marvel pie, like you say, mm-hmm. and uh, that Disney money and that uh, like this is just sounds. It just doesn't hold true yet until Marvel says something. Like that's yeah, where that- I sit. When Marvel or Netflix say something, then yes, I will go with it. But until then, I'm still going to treat it as rumor. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, there's you know maybe they maybe they just don't want to admit it yet. Maybe um, Finn Jones, uh, Danny Rand, maybe he pops up somehow in Daredevil season two. You know, kind of introduce him a little bit. I mean, they kind of did that with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. So there's there's no reason to say that he. Sh- he should have to wait for his own show to make an appearance at least in Hell's Kitchen but you know if you're unfamiliar with Finn Jones he is uh I believe it's Loras Tyrell in Game of Thrones so he's he's no stranger to the screen and actually um I think my wife said that he kind of got some of his uh starting roles maybe at the uh, asylum Uh, you know the the studio where my wife works where they make uh like those uh cheesy monster movies and sharknado so this guy's got plenty of experience he's been around it sounds like he's paid his dues <laughs> yeah. so i and mean he he, he looks he, the part too yeah that's just what i was gonna say he he looks like he could kind of play this uh this uh billionaire uh kung fu guy yeah he's got the blonde he looks like he'd be a rich person like he's just got it down and i would love to see him as iron fist but until marvel says this is our iron fist I'm just going to be like, I don't know who Iron Fist is. My my hope is he shows up in Daredevil at the end. Like, they filmed his scenes, or they haven't filmed his, added it to the show yet for, like, screeners. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is, like, where they be like, okay, we're going to tease um, Iron Fist in here. Because we've already got some of the characters set up. The hand ninjas uh, are big, big enemies of, of, of Iron Fist. So maybe he'll pop up, surprise us in one of the Daredevil episodes. And that's where we find out. Yeah, so. that would be really cool. I mean, uh, this is kind of the first even inkling we have of a, of a casting nod for Iron Fist that's this strong. I mean, there's outlets out there that are reporting this as straight-up fact. There's no, there's not the word rumor anywhere in their articles. So whether that holds true or not, uh, I, this sounds cool, and I, and I hope it works. I mean, um, uh, Netflix uh, would be doing a good job uh, getting Finn. Yeah, totally. So Iron Fist, possibly cast. We'll see how that goes out for you. We'll keep you posted. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Currently, that's currently, a movie. 
currently that's in production. Movie? You know, you mm-hmm. know this is a movie. We have mm-hmm. our first image uh, for our Nebula returning. Uh, mm-hmm. Showed up on on Twitter uh, from Karen Gillan. Uh, she got the looks like the same outfit uh, from the end of the first one. Like it's been mm-hmm. roughed up. It doesn't look uh, brand new. She's got her blue and purple. Uh, not doesn't really give anything away except that you know Nebula is returning. Yeah, I mean we've been we've been hearing nothing uh, but more uh, intense role from Nebula in this next movie. She's really gonna be like part of the Ga- Guardians, is what it sounds like. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she didn't die in the first one. She's going to come back. And uh, I don't know how she's going to play into it, but I'm really, really interested to see what she does because she's probably not going to be in a good mood whenever she meets back <laughs> uh, later. And, and who knows what Thanos will have done with her between then and, and now anyway. Yeah. So, But we, uh, we're not supposed to be getting any Thanos in this movie, though, so maybe it'll just be word of mouth. Yes. Uh, who knows? I don't know. So uh, we'll see. Uh, next up, let's talk Agent Carter. We mentioned that we were talking, I think, before the show started. Agent Carter yeah. is is finishing up its second season uh, this week, and mm-hmm. the news is Haley Atwell signed up for a new show on ABC called Conviction. Mm-hmm. It's like a, 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 I guess, a legal show. I guess I don't know uh, exactly. But what does this mean for the future of Agent Carter? Yeah, I mean, this is so, is very so, interesting. So this is kind of what we were talking about pre-show. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make it on the podcast. Uh, so th- they had faith in the show after season one, and they went from eight episodes to ten, which was which was awesome. We're getting we're getting more show, but they still only have eight weeks to show it. So you get a lot of these nights where it's Agent Carter back to back. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, to some people, I don't really know what's going on. It might seem like the show is being rushed out the door is kind of what it seems like it's not giving me enough room to breathe i think season two is entertaining just as entertaining as season one uh-huh. i like what they're doing uh there's a there's a couple moments where i can things seem a little cheesy but you know they, a lot of their production budget's probably going to just make it look like they're in the 1940s you know clo- closing up to the 50s uh, but so far the show's been good but it, it just doesn't seem to be that big blockbuster smash that's going to be around for years you know i don't i don't see a lot of people talking about it online when i do they're saying good things but you know it's not a huge buzz you know right uh, yeah it, that's I what mean, makes me worried again it, it, it's not it's not flash arrow agents of shield it's not one of those shows because it's a small it's supposed to tell a, a small consolidated story mm-hmm. and um i think we've been great having two seasons of agent carter but I really don't think we're gonna see a season three. Yeah. And, and my and this is a bad thing. I think end end on a good note for Agent Carter, right? Like if it ends, so be it. There are more stories they could probably tell in one shots or maybe like single episodes, but they don't need a whole mini season, I guess, to tell these stories. Because there's another show we're gonna talk about later from Marvel that I think is gonna take its place. Because oh, yeah? Marvel doesn't they they're not the CW. They don't want to juggle four like DC TV shows at once. Mm-hmm. Like you're cutting into your own audience at that point, uh, and I think a lot of people I've talked about like they have superhero fatigue because you're trying to watch all these shows in a week and you're like, well, what do I do? How do mm-hmm. I how do I keep up with them all? You just can't. Like you're gonna wear yourself out just trying to follow those. So um, we're gonna talk about that later. But I think Agent Carter. I don't think we're gonna see season three, and it's sad. But I mean, from, season two has been enjoyable. Yeah, I, I wish we could get at least one more season. Ideally, I'd love two more. Because when this first sh- when this show f- was first set up, I was really looking forward to kind of this longer arc of Agent Carter, like basically founding Shield, you know, 
basically building it up from the ground up and being in charge. And she's still she's still like the underdog. She's still fighting to do what's right with uh, people above her that are basically telling her to fuck off. And I want her to be the one telling people to fuck off and in charge of everybody. So I was waiting to see that progression. And, you know, if the show get, doesn't get picked up for another season, we're not going to see that. So if we can at least get like one more Marvel, I mean, if you need to take it back down to eight episodes, so be it. But at least get at least get Agent Carter to that, that high-level ranking post. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so my, my what I really like about this season of Agent Carter, and before it ends, um, is that it's tied in very closely with S.H.I.E.L.D., actually, this season, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Being set, what, 60, 70 years beforehand, um, the the Hydra origins are definitely there, and I really enjoy that. And uh, that's kind of, I think, it, it the interconnectivity this season is better than it was the first season. But I, I just don't, I don't know how well it's going to hold up because, again, superhero fatigue and Agent Carter will probably be the one, that, one of them to take a hit uh-huh. if I was a betting man. But that's okay. My theory is we're going to see her next in Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Is she going to be all old and wrinkly? Yeah, probably. She's, she's not very <laughs> young at that point. But this week we have confirmation of uh, Martin Freeman's role in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, Martin Freeman, uh, as we know from Doctor, uh, or I guess not Doctor, but Sherlock Holmes fame, um, the Hobbit movies, so on and so forth, he is playing an Everett Ross, uh, which is interesting because uh, the we also see a Doctor, or not Doctor, a General Thunderbolt Ross uh-huh. in the trailer as well. Are they related? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, I mean, but, possibly brothers or something. <laughs> well, in the comics, like there is no—I don't think he has any um, relatives. Like, uh-huh. there is an Everett Ross in the comics, and there is a Thunderbolt Ross in the comics, but they're not related, which is really funny. Um, oh, so maybe it's just a coincidence. I mean, I guess Martin Freeman would have to throw on an American accent to kind of make any of that believable, too. <laughs> yeah. So in the comic books, he's like a liaison for um, the African nation of of Wakanda. Uh-huh. Um, so. He, he knows T'Challa. I think he's going to bring the Black Panther, be a route into that, that world in this movie, or in, uh-huh. in this film, and also maybe show back up later in that movie itself. Either either way, Martin Freeman, he's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, very awesome. You can see him there with Agent 13 uh, from the first, uh, or I guess the second Captain America, the Winter Soldier movie, uh, uh-huh. show up in her, in her vest and, and, and jeans. So very casual, very casual work day for them. A couple other images we got. We got Crossbones, another look at Crossbones from Interta- mm-hmm. or Empire Magazine. Um, you can kind of see the scarring from the, his last, uh, the building fell on him, the Triskelion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last show, got the X Crossbones. Looks great. I think he's a very, he looks like a very menacing comic booky villain that we haven't seen in a long time in, in mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. Uh, other than just a guy with powers, I think, I think he, looks, he looks fun. Also, another look at the Scarlet Witch and her, yeah. new, and her new outfit. I've been. This is the image I've heard the most about this week. Um, they've been saying uh, it, it, it looks really accurate to the comic books, uh, mm-hmm. what they're going for. You know, you kind of got that trench coat look. Uh, you kind of got that girdle going there. Um, but I have heard things where they they want her powers to be a little bit more explained in this movie. They don't really know kind of where her power level sits. You know, we kind of get that, you know, the, the name Witch is in there. So we can kind of assume that she's got some sort of magic going on but the only ex- explanation that we did get in ultron was uh she's weird <laughs> so, you know he's fast well, she's weird so. yeah i think i mean they don't even know because the powers came from the mind stone um but i think yeah they'll definitely probably have to d- develop that a little bit and i think the vision will be there to help explain that since he is 
technically part of the Mind Stone himself. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, seeing her hands gives me that Doctor Strange vibe as well. Uh-huh. So uh, that's really, really cool to see. And she does look awesome. Looks really great. I like the black and red and uh, that crazy look in her eyes that says she's about to, to mess some people up. <laughs> uh, also, we got another look, our first look from this, at, at an unmasked T'Challa, the Black Panther, hanging out with the Falcon and, and Captain America. Yeah, looking handsome, man, with that V-neck sweater. He might be. He might be more handsome than Chris Evans. He's got, straight. It, coming from a straight man, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so he's also got a necklace on there. Probably some um, Wakandan uh, pendant on the bottom of it. Maybe a Black Panther symbol. Uh, but that's the first time we've seen him unmasked and, and not the attire. So he looks kind of wary of these people who are talking to them, which I think is the Martin Freeman image we just looked at earlier. This is the mm-hmm. opposite angle. Yeah, maybe. I, I want to see. I want to see how he plays in this film. I'm really, really excited to see some Black Panther. I think we're going to see more of him in the next trailer. Um, they're really pushing the Black Panther <laughs> on this one. Whenever, whenever that trailer may be, yeah, which I'm, we kind of got stumped this week by. Yes, I really, really feel it will be the March first week of March. We talked about tying in with the Agents of Shield returning. Yeah, uh, we yeah we talked about that a couple weeks ago, and it seemed the most logical, but then. S- out of nowhere, Entertainment Weekly's like, hey, we're going to have the cast of Civil War on our show. Like, why the hell would you do that? And then that doesn't even happen. I like to see uh, everybody get really mad on Twitter about that. That was fun. Yeah, like, it was even on their guide, like, their description. Like, Civil War, and then they didn't even have Civil War. Yeah. Like, it was it was crazy, so... Some but... bullshit. <laughs> He's mad, bro. He's mad. And lastly, we get a Japanese, Chinese, I'm not really sure the language here, I apologize, look at the Ant-Man's updated costume. Mm-hmm. And definitely looking slick in this one. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, looks- I mean, we got a we got a little look of it in the trailer when they're showing him standing to the side. Not a whole lot. I think it was in the Super Bowl spot. Yeah. But this is a much better look. Yeah, so totally, it. like, you can see he's updated. He's had some armor on, his, on himself a little bit more mm-hmm. um, on his knees and stuff. It looks, it took the 70s rubber suit and kind of updated it to match with the aesthetics of the other Marvel Marvel heroes going on, mm-hmm. and uh, the mask, the helmet even looks a little uh, longer antenna, but sleeker eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really excited to see this in action. I think I think this updated Ant Man has got some tricks up his sleeve, and I, I really can't wait to see it. Yeah. So um, maybe we can buy like an ant size figure and and, <laughs> and have one of those. Yeah, I didn't see as many uh, micro machine. Uh, type uh ant-man merchandise when the movie came out so maybe they'll make up for that next time around well we can cross our fingers that's for sure (laughs) a couple details about civil war before we move on there's a very controversial ending um that's interesting that's that's what from the directors uh pepper Potts will appear um Uh haven't seen her in a while it's been a minute and peter parker forms a relationship with one character we don't know who that is and we don't know what that means but that is i mean i think that's some more spider-man rule yeah, I mean, we kind of uh, assumed that he would kind of, I guess, imprint on a bigger superhero. Uh, whether that's Iron Man or Chris Evans, we're not really sure which way he's going to go. But I really, this is my biggest question still, is not who this, like, because we talked about there's supposed to be a character that's going to die. Maybe that's the whole part of the controversial ending. I don't know who that's going to be yet. That's not what's on my mind. Uh, Pepper Pot showing up, that's really nothing dragging on me. I just want to know. I don't need to see Spider-Man. I'm just so curious what his role in this movie is going to be when it comes out. Like, I'm, It's not going to be the end of the world if I don't see him in a trailer. Uh, but how much Spider-Man are we going to get? <laughs> not enough, that's for sure. Not until he gets mm-hmm. his own movie. Which should start filming pretty soon. Really excited to see that. 
Um, so yeah, so Civil War, May six coming up. Can't wait. Probably my biggest, most excited movie of the year at, at this uh-huh. point in time. And we're we're, we've, we're we're down actually movies since the game but moved out of the year too. So uh, we definitely need to to get hyped for that. Uh, moving on, another Marvel movie down the road, Thor Ragnarok. Really uh-huh. excited for that as well. We talked about this. We're not we're excited for a Thor movie for the first time in a long time. And Stellan Skarsgård will not be returning as Eric Selvig in the film. Uh, I think I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he he kind of was relegated to crazy after Avengers, and that that was kind of sad. But he could appear in Infinity War, so um, I, I almost I'm almost sure he'll be in Infinity War at least for a minute or two. Yeah. So, Either so, way, I, I'll take it as a sign that they're gonna stay far away from Earth in this movie, and you know they have to they don't need to bring up convoluted reasons of bringing. Uh, all these earthlings to Asgard. Stay in Asgard. Smash things. I'd say That's get out of Asgard. Go somewhere else. Well, um, it, it, anywhere in the in the in the outer realms, you know. Stay, it, stay away from Midgard. Okay, we'll stay away from Midgard then. You heard us, Marvel. Do what we say because we said it. Yep. So here's some possible spoilers for upcoming Marvel's most wanted TV show. This is spoilers a show for the show or for another show. The the show itself. Okay. Um, the first synopsis for the show landed. So. Okay. It may give away a little bit of what's going on. I don't think it does. I think it, it to me, this isn't big spoilers, but I just want to give anyone a heads up. If you don't want to listen to the synopsis, use our time code, jump to the next topic, uh, which is Legion, um, the TV series. So I'm just going to go ahead and give this out. Get it out of the way right now. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Most Wanted centers on Bobby Morris, a.k.a. Mockingbird, and Lance Hunter of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two ex-spies and ex-spouses who are on the run with no friends, no shield and a long list of enemies looking to claim a bounty on their heads. Able to trust no one but each other, Bobby and Hunter form an uneasy alliance with Dominic Fortune. We reported this before. A rogue adventurer with a wealth of resources and even more adversaries who agrees to protect them so long as they help him with his own agenda. These two heroes will help anyone in need, all while trying to uncover the conspiracy that put their own lives in jeopardy. Yeah, so I guess it sounds like towards this second half of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, somehow they're going to get uh, exiled from the group? I don't think, maybe not the group is, but maybe something will make them decide to run. And mm-hmm. it kind of talks about it down there is, uh, you know, um, a, a conspiracy that put their own lives in jeopardy. So there might be, like, some some background, some history that they have that's coming back to haunt them. Maybe, maybe this is where the Civil War movie ties into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because obviously that has to happen because that's what they always do with these movies. Uh, so maybe this fracture is going to kind of fracture the group. I mean, it's kind of already doing that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if I remember right. You know, they had these Inhumans. Some people wanted the Inhumans, wanted the, them to register. Some of them wanted them to be free. So we kind of already got that fracture going through. So maybe uh, uh, Mockingbird and uh, um, what's the other guy's name? Hunter? Hunter. Yeah. I can't remember their names. <laughs> Maybe that kind of draws them away from the group. Either way, uh, I'm interested to see how the shows go. I mean, those two characters aren't exactly the most enthralling in the show, but you know, if they're if they're treated well, it could go well. I think I think they they provide the best action scenes of the show, um, especially with Mockingbird. Uh, the her fight scenes are probably some of the best in the show right now, um, especially because her history as a as a Shield spy. Um, but I think this is a show that's gonna. Agent Carter is going to go away, and this is going to take its place somewhere. Uh-huh. Maybe not time slot and like year wise, but production, like the money will go to this show, and uh, the potential Marvel uh, 
demolition crew when or whatever it was. I forget what mm-hmm. they were called. Man, I feel horrible for getting their names. I'm, I'm horrible <laughs> on that today. It's all right. The shows aren't even out yet. Yes. The other Marvel show. Marvel's making two more shows, and I think Agent Carter's going to be the one that loses it simply because this these other two look like they use the same sets and same characters and not have to really rebuild the 1940s from the ground up. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some Fox TV show, Legion TV series. We're going to FX. Um, they have cast Amber Midthunder from such things as Banshee, Spare Parts, and Sunshine Cleaning as Carrie. All right. I'm sure that means nothing to me as it does to many other people listening right now. It does. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I, I thought there would be more. This is one of the first bits of news we got this week. I thought it would be more relevant. Not at all. Could care less about this casting. I just want to see the show. Unless they're going to cast somebody big like this next show, Powerless, the DC TV series that is coming out that's going to like. I don't know how it's going to work into our schedules because there's so many fucking DC TV shows. Yeah, it's shows. like the this is the comedy one, right? Yes. Yeah. So Powerless is an office comedy about the exceedingly average employees at an insurance company and their quest to find their own power. That's not really selling me yet. Yeah, it, <laughs> gonna be. I'm honest. guessing they're going to be dealing with claims specifically related to uh, superhero damage. Yes, but they cast Vanessa Hudgens as the main actress, uh, Emily Locke. Mm-hmm. A claims adjuster who loves her job because she gets to help people, but who's increasingly exasperated by the disruptive antics of the various superheroes that proliferate uh, their city. I don't really have an opinion on Vanessa Hudgens just because she was I – w- we're just a generation just past where she influenced kids, you know. Uh, yes. Like, what was she like in the Mickey Mouse Club or something? I think High School Musical. Yeah, something like this. Some sort of institution that a ki- that kids younger than us imprinted on. So I'm sure other people out there have a bigger um, opinion about her. But I, I know that she at least is a name that carries weight, which is always important when you're casting a TV show. So I'm sure that's that's good when it comes to uh, promoting it out there. I don't I don't really have much to say. I'm sure some some people out there are hating it. I'm sure some people out there are indifferent. Uh, I don't really know. But I, I'm I'm more interested in the other people that they cast with this announcement yes. that don't seem to be as important. But I'm really excited for. No, they are, they're just as important. But they were they didn't give any details on them. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Who do they cast, Mike? Man, these, this is these are your guys. Man, so we're getting Alan Tudyk. Uh, which we've seen in many things. Uh, Firefly, he's, uh, he uh, Indiegogo'd his own uh, uh, show called Con Man, which I still need to get around to seeing. Uh, Danny Pudi, my favorite guy who was in Community. I can't wait to see more yeah. Danny Pudi. Uh, he, he had, a, I guess, maybe a cameo in uh, Winter Soldier. Some people, I guess, yep. wouldn't consider it a cameo because they might not think he's famous enough, but I think he's awesome, so I'll consider it a cameo. So I'm excited to get more Danny Pudi. Uh, Christina Kirk, uh, she looks familiar, but I don't know what she's been in. But either way, Alan Tudyk and Danny Pudi, I'm super stoked for. I can't wait to see these guys uh, in a, a comedy situation together. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens, I'm sure she'll be fine. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm kind of curious where this is gonna go. Uh, I like the I like the angle they're kind of taking. Um, I wonder what network's gonna get this though. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think they already have it announced. Uh, NBC. Oh, okay. Uh, NBC is is this one? I'm like, it's not ABC. That's Disney, so it'll be on NBC. Another DC show for you to catch up on. That's probably not connected to any other show <laughs> going on. So that that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, so Powerless sounds like it's shaping up quicker than most other shows. Mm-hmm. I think it and Legion will probably premiere at the same time. Um, 
but I am glad I'm glad they're moving forward with it rather than just talking about it for years mm-hmm. to come and then never do anything with it. Which brings us to another DC thing coming up, Justice League. Yeah, that's a little movie that they're trying to put together, right? Just a little bit. Uh, it begins filming April 11th. They confirmed April 11th as a filming. And the first behind-the-scenes image from Zack Snyder shows him in the workshop with Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you look closely, in the background of this workshop, you can see a Flash costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Batman costumes. Um, a little picture of Mara, uh, the wife of Aquaman. Yeah, down there. there. Yeah, there's so many little Easter eggs. It makes me wonder if they did this on purpose, just so people would analyze the hell out of this photo. Because that that the the closest costume in the background, this black costume, doesn't seem to have any sort of bat emblem embroidered on it. Kind of makes me think, since the Batman in this movie is dark gray and this is black, that maybe this is like a Nightwing costume, possibly. So I, 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 it may, I mean, there's no, there's no emblem on it. It may not even be Batman related. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be maybe a villain, a henchman, something like that. Yeah. Because we see the Batman helmet or a uh, cowl in the front right, and uh, some various other things. There's just so much going yeah, on in this. That image. Flash costume is the thing that stands out the most, though, because that's kind of the first. I don't want to say like it's the first tangible image we've seen of a costume, and it's very shiny. It's very, very different from what we're getting on TV. Uh, but it does kind of match with the the promotional artwork we've been seeing for the Justice League and the Flash. You know, his suit seems to be a bit more uh, slick, uh, shiny. So I, I don't know. It's kind of it's just cool to see a photo with a Flash costume in the background. That's so it's amazing. Yeah, it, it may not be the final version, but by God, that's something they're working on. So we'll we'll see how that plays off. So Justice League, we're gonna get a lot more news starting two months from now. I mean, they're barely giving any th- breathing time to. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, our next topic, uh, because that comes out March 25th, and then two weeks later they start filming. Uh-huh. So that's crazy. Dawn of Justice. The this is the weirdest news, and I don't know how to feel about this. The home release they announced is going to be rated R. Okay, I have some opinions, so we can we can talk about this because this is what we do on the show. So yes, please do. I I'm starting to get the feeling, even though I think they said, or someone out there said that this R rating hat was already like a plan or something like that. Like this is something that they were gonna do. I feel like an R rating, a DVD or a home release, is just the new way of saying unrated. You know, like oh, get this company, this new release of Anchorman unrated, so you can get two more seconds of tits or something like that in it. Um, I feel like that's kind of what you're doing uh, with this. Like, oh, we'll, we'll actually sell more copies if we say the the release is rated R. I don't think we need a Batman vs. Superman movie that's rated R. I feel like when it comes to um, these superhero movies, PG-13 is kind of the perfect zone for them, which is surprising because we love Deadpool so much, but his character fits perfectly into that. But, I mean, you got, like, you got these guys, Superman and Batman, that they're, they're there to save the world. They're not there to be dark and brooding and tearing people apart. They're there to literally save humanity and be good guys. It's really easy to do that in PG-13, and I think that's the perfect range for them. So all I can think is when we're getting a rated R home release is that they're doing it just to sell more money. They're just like, okay, this needs to be rated R. Let's take this back through special effects again and turn on the blood, kind of like with Mortal Kombat. That's what I'm that, – okay, it's come full circle. This is where I've come come to. They're turning on the blood like in Mortal Kombat. That's what they're doing. Well, 
I honestly don't think their R rating is is blood related. I don't think of it at all. I think it's violence, um, and possibly uh, more sensuality, um, <laughs> because that's that's one of the rating. That's one that it says is for PG thirteen. Um, but if they were to add uh, an R rated cut um, for the home release, I believe it lies within the history of Batman and Robin, the the death of Jason Todd, um, because that. It's something we've seen in the trailer, like the the old Robin outfit that sits there and the Batman, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the Joker thing. If they do a flashback to him dying, they've probably cut it out of the film yeah. for theaters. Yeah, you think they're just going to crank that scene up maybe a little bit more, extend it? Maybe yeah. they'll extend the scene. Yeah, so I think there's a lot more extra violence, but I don't think it's blood. Because I don't think none of this lends itself to blood. Um, Batman can beat the snot out of bad guys, but he's not going to kill him, so I don't think there's going to be blood splatters everywhere. I mean, just the reason why it just seems like a gimmick to me is because they're going out of their way to say rated R right off the right off the, the tail of uh, Deadpool's success. You know, I feel like in, a, in another world where maybe Deadpool hadn't come out yet, you know, they would say like, oh, it's possibly going to be unrated. You know, that, you know, they're just using that R to be more sexy now. I don't know. I'm sure some people out there will disagree with me, but I I don't think it needs to be a rated R movie to be good. I just want to see I want to see these guys that do some good. Fight fight it out well, and then do some good. I don't think it has to be R, but all of Zack Snyder's movies um most of them have been rated R. Uh-huh. Um and I and I think like 300 and Watchmen of of course. Um but you know Dawn of the Dead, a lot of blood and guts on those. Uh but Man of Steel and uh, Sucker Punch was only PG-13 movies, and Sucker Punch, I'm surprised it got off on a PG-13 yeah. for how, how weird that it, is. But I think I think it's just the director and how – I think it's just Zack Snyder and how he is, like, unintentionally got it R-rated from all the violence and then was like, we have to take some of this out to get that, yeah. I mean, that sweet PG-13 yeah, rating. I know all these characters have really dark pasts and they have dark stories that have been written about them, uh, but – it just feels like a gimmick. If it didn't feel like a gimmick, I'd be a little bit more excited. But it just totally feels yeah, like a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. No, you're totally right. Their their timing is so stupid. Like so stupid. Wait until your movie's out, <laughs> then tell people. Well, there. Uh, let the let the, let the Deadpool die a little bit. I, I then... mean, uh, from this other bit of news that we're about to talk about, it sounds like they're a little worried. They're they're trying to get as much good out in front of this movie as possible. Yeah, so, like, the next bit of news is really funny to me, actually. So that one's, like, stupid, and this one's funny, because Ben Affleck is rewriting some of the script in the Batman outfit <laughs> on the set of the fucking movie. Uh, and I, I put this in our featured image that you can see on the website. Uh, I was just imagining Batman putting on his reading glasses, just busting out a pen and just writing it down. I mean, I guess that kind of um, pr- proves, I guess... Uh, rumors that we would just assume Ben Affleck would uh, get his hands in on the script because he's, I guess, a more critically uh, acclaimed director than Zack Snyder is. Uh, so I think that's good. We that That's what we were all hoping for because Zack Snyder, you've had some hits and misses. We're kind of hoping Ben Affleck can round you out and make a really good movie. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like I said, uh, we've, we've talked about this before. The rumors of Warner Brothers' reaction to the film, there are like some negative very mixed reviews on this uh, for test audiences, not not actual releases. It, I mean, I could definitely see him like being like, "All right, we need to change some of this," and like maybe the stuff he did is really good, but the stuff he didn't change is still really bad uh, or whatever. But uh, I, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. Like, I really, I'm not I'm not 
excited for the movie. I'm excited for the outcome of the movie. <laughs> I don't know if that makes all, any sense at all. All this madness and just uh, all these things coming out about this movie are, are kind of making me more excited. I mean, I don't exactly uh, get super stoked uh, for what's going to be in the movie. I'm just excited to see if they can pull it off. Like, I think I, I think I can go to this movie and have a good time, and I'm going to see some go- some cool stuff. But like, they got so much riding on this movie. Uh, I, I just got to see how it pans mm-hmm. out. It's like it's like watching this 2016 election uh, for the United States. It's like stuff is crazy. Things are panning out, going nuts. Um, it's going to be an interesting year. <laughs> it really is. And then this is um, definitely one movie that's going to change the outcome of either the DC Cinematic Universe or, I guess, movies in general. I don't know. There's a lot riding on it, and I want to see what happens. Again, like I said, I don't want to. I'm not. I don't care about the movie. I just want to see. What happens after the movie? Uh-huh. And that's what matters to me. But that, that's cool. Batman v Superman, March 25th. Our next, I, I think, spoiler cast is, is going to be for that. So get get ready put it on your calendars. And in the meantime, we'll wait with some great news about one of your favorite movies. Pacific Rim 2 has a director. Woo! Man. And it's not, and it's not Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I, I mean, that that's kind of where I was conflicted at first. But it sounded like a, a sequel with Guillermo was never going to happen to begin with. So I'm just glad that we're getting something. <laughs> yes. So Stephen S. DeKnight is the director. You may know him as a showrunner of Daredevil season one. Uh-huh. Uh, so think that's really awesome. Legendary and Universal have hired him to direct the Pacific Rim sequel, and this will be his first feature film. Which it's okay. I can see it working out. Daredevil worked fine. Um, but uh, that's that's really. Really awesome to see kind of kind of what he's going to do with this. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you want to see out of a sequel, Mike? Oh, I mean, you, a a sequel to movie. Pacific Rim. I think you just have to really play at the heart of the film, which is just giving us bigger monsters and bigger robots. Just somehow make that happen. Um, I I would like to expand a little bit on the science fiction fiction aspect of it, of like where are these creatures coming from. But I just want to I want that grand feel again of these giants just like battling overhead and just doing having really ridiculous weapons i mean my favorite part of the movie honestly is when that sword pops out cuts that monster and half that kaiju is getting sliced and diced oh it's so awesome i just want those geek moments to really shine through and that's what i really really care about because if you look at the movie outside of the geek moments yeah everyone's gonna have things that they can point out but that's not what you're going to pacific rim for but you know steven s tonight uh if you want to get kind of more into his head there's a really cool documentary on uh, netflix I, i think it's just called showrunners maybe it's called tv showrunners but it's a documentary that falls around a bunch of TV show creators, and uh, they uh, they're kind of filming around the time when uh, Denight is, I guess he's in his uh, run at Spartacus. I think that's what the show's called. I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah Spartacus. He was Spartacus. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, this dude, he's he's really intense when he was talking about uh, his work. So I'm sure he will bring nothing but the utmost uh, respect to the material when it comes to Pacific Rim too. But I I think Guillermo del Toro set the perfect. Uh, ground rules for the for the for the franchise so i think it's awesome if other directors can pick it up i'm sure guillermo will still like produce it so he's still gonna be like "Uh, no you can't do that with my kaiju that's totally bizarre uh but that would be cool to have this crazy like almost like franchise of pacific rim where a new director every every movie just expand on and get really really weird uh i'm so excited i love pacific Rim one i'm getting a sequel i from the daredevil from the guy that gave us daredevil I'm okay with that. 
Well, what's funny is like I, I I'm okay with him until I realized that he was on for the Sinister Six movie before it was. His hey, that movie never so happened like, though, so we can't blame him about anything. No, <laughs> it didn't. But this, every time this guy's put on a movie, it's canceled. Um, so uh, I don't want you to get your hopes up too far. Well, I mean, I, I I mean, there with Pacific Rim two, it's going to be just like Gambit until a camera's turned on. I'm not I'm not believing. Yeah, so I I want to see. I like the first one. I think it's one of those you have to watch in theaters. Uh, watching it at home on your TV or on your phone or iPad just doesn't do it any justice. Like you got to watch that movie in a the theater, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with you. I hope they go visit the the kaiju uh, world, planet, dimension, whatever that is, mm-hmm. to see where they're coming from. I really, I think there's a lot of options there, and I really want to see where that goes. So yeah, bring on Pacific Rim two. Also, some movies from the '80s are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the tail end of our uh, our show notes right now because we're reaching the end here, and it seems like. Every episode that we make now has to end with a little bit of news from these movies. Yes. So I only put this because this came out with the Fox movie announcements to this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Predator 4, we talked about last week, is get a release date of March 2nd, 2018. Sure. Why not? <laughs> so we, we got we got two years to wait on that. So apparently that poster was fucking nothing. There's like a, there's uh-huh. like a super like Predator fan out there that's just like, talk more about Predator. I came to the show for Predator. Like, we don't have anything to say about Predator, man. We, we, it's a movie. We saw it. I didn't like the last one. I don't, I don't know. And then Mike's favorite movie, Alien Covenant, uh, has been moved up in release date to August 4th, 2017. This movie better be goddamn good. Because if it's not good, uh, they just need to shelf all these Alien movies. Yeah, well, uh, they're not going to until until they get all of them done, Mike. <laughs> uh, they got to have more alien movies and Bond films, okay? Like, that's their goal. All right, fine. Bring uh, it on. Go full force. But, uh, just lean into it. But if you want to have a spoiler cast for Alien Covenant, you got to come back uh, the weekend of August 4th, and we'll, we'll have yeah, one for we'll you. Yeah, we'll see if we end up doing that or not. It'll, it'll be like five minutes long. Like, yep, that was a movie. Yep, we saw it. Good, good job. Uh, so, Alien Covenant, yeah, August 4th, um, moved up, so... That's it for the show this week. I got nothing else. Mike, if they want to follow you, learn more about you, your webcomics, what can they do all that at? Well, as always, you can follow me. What is going on over on your side of the mic? It sounds like you got like an animal running around your desk. <laughs> no, it's, it's a coaster. I, I picked up a coaster and it was stuck to my drink and it fell down. Oh, goddamn. Goddamn condensation interrupting yeah. my plug. Okay, Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And always you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I'm getting ahead of myself here. You're making me frustrated, that goddamn coaster. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's down. Uh, it's on the floor. I put it on the floor. <laughs> Throw it across the room. Get it as far away from the mic as possible. But either way, you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Hopefully we'll be bringing you guys a new one every week. Chris, you're frustrating me, man. Gosh, apparently so. You know, Damn, if if, if they wanna if they wanna know if you're frustrating anybody else, I'm just I'm <laughs> strategically segueing into your Twitter handle right now. Just just right. tell them, man. It's Sunday. Go okay, okay, <laughs> chill. All right, so uh, if you wanna follow me, follow me on Twitter at Valdan V A L D A N. Next three weeks, I will be at the Arcade Expo next mm-hmm. weekend with Arcade Games, the Lexington Comic and Toy Con the weekend after that. And then C2E2 the third weekend after that. Man, you're going to be so, busy, man. Yeah, you got to follow me on their uh, Comic UI. I'll be going to represent them at all the rep, uh, at all the conventions, so comicui.com or uh, on Facebook or Twitter. So there, yeah, you got me. Yeah. You can follow you're me. You're going to have some uh, uh, superhero slate stickers in hand, so if anybody tracks you down, yes. they can grab a sticker, man. 
Yes, they're nice vinyl stickers. They're not like, yeah. oh, look, a little sticker is going to fall yeah. off you in like an we hour. Don't, we don't nice cheap stickers. out over here on the Superhero Slate podcast. No, no, we don't. We spared no expense. It's like Jurassic <laughs> Park. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like you're in a better mood, Mike. Can you tell everyone <laughs> where they can do Superhero Slate? Do all that other stuff. You man, do. I'm just I'm just worried, man. I got, um, I got a, an Oscar poll going, a pool at work today, and I did awful last year. Because I just kind of went with my gut, and when you go with your gut and you don't see any of the movies, you only get literally three right out of, what, like 20 or 21? So I went with all Vegas odds this year, so we're going to see how well that pans out. And while that's panning out, I'm going to I'm gonna pitch uh, the Superhero Slate website. So SuperheroSlate.com, that's where you can find all of the links to the show, and you can find the show notes, super informative, super helpful, help you catch up on the week of news if you missed anything. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe to us with email. Get it directly to that inbox. Never have to hunt it down. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, great resources to, to follow the show. If you're a fan of the show, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. Super, super helpful. Uh, gets us in front of new eyes. And if you're a super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. That's how you become a super fan of Superhero Slate. Oh, man. It's a, it's right? a Sunday. You, you know. It is Sunday. We're early. We're recording earlier than usual, so I've, I've got <laughs> technically over an later. only an hour earlier. But apparently, it makes me irate and can't and can't handle your coaster on the other. We, end. You, if Mike if Mike records before noon, by God, he gets he gets really out of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I even so had we, I had a know. bowl of cereal and everything. I tried to get my snacks, but we have those big industrial uh, jugs of like Uts cheese balls in the other room right now. And it's, oh my God, I bought one of those yesterday, and that's what I've been eating on too. Did you get the uh, the white cheddar or the orange cheddar? Just on the orange cheddar. We were playing Risk last night <laughs> at, at my friends, and I needed a snack for Risk, and by God, cheese balls. Where is that? Oh yeah, we um uh, as 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 anybody knows, if they're on our Christmas card list, uh, my wife is infatuated with Uts cheese balls. And uh, they uh, they have a her favorite flavor, which is the white cheddar. That only comes out on Easter when they call them cottontails, and in the winter when they call them snowballs. So um, uh, a lot of the times she can't get them in the winter for some reason. So she saw that the the Easter cottontails were on sale now. So she ordered like two jugs. She's the only person out there who is in a household that's ordering directly from the factory. <laughs> So we got two that are coming in the mail, but then her mom surprised us with the classic uh, orange cheddar flavored. So we're going to be drowning in cheese balls over here. So I got to go put a dent into that. So we got to wrap up the show. Yeah, yeah. Godspeed with you. Uh, Make sure you you drink a tasty beverage. Those things will dry you up pretty quick. (laughs) So uh, Godspeed with that, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.